Our Culture for God. This is Pastor Lester Hayes this morning and Pastor Sharon Hayes. And, and coming at you this morning from the good old sunny wet state of Florida down here in Tallahassee. We'd like to welcome all of you this morning who thought it not Robbie to join us this morning. Amen. Amen. Give God praise for you this morning. Thank all of you for coming on yesterday and supporting our service on yesterday. Thank you for coming back this morning. Uh, amen. God is so good, so good, so good. We're going to go ahead and get into the word this morning. Pick up our study this morning. We're going to continue to study the word and pray this morning, uh, looking at the wisdom of God. Amen. Because God wants us to have wisdom in this hour to be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong to make well-informed decisions. Uh, we receive the spirit of wisdom from God this morning because we pray and ask him. We also ask him for wisdom uh, to be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong. That we may be able to govern our own affairs, the affairs of our families, the affairs outside of the home as well as inside of the home. You know, a lot of us own businesses, a lot of us work jobs, and we constantly have to be able to discern the signs the times that we're living in as we go out. We had asked you previously that any time before you go out across that threshold, Always ask God to give you divine wisdom to be able to discern that what is before you and what you're going to experience and encounter that day. And I believe that things will go so much better for us that we would do that. And we should be by now finishing up those 21 days of praying uh, what Pastor Sharon had asked us to pray. Amen. The book of, uh, 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 ready to read and study the book of uh, Proverbs chapter 8. Amen. So don't forget that to build yourself up in that. Amen. And, and, and reap the benefits of that, amen. So we just thank the Lord for this topic that we've been on, talking about wisdom because we need wisdom, amen, to be able to just get through this life. And the word of God is the wisdom of God, and Jesus Christ being the living word is the personification, the magnification of the wisdom of God, amen. It's all contained in him, and if we ever need an example of wisdom in action, we can take a look at him. And not only him, you've got other apostles and prophets out there who walked in the wisdom of God. Amen. And they were able to do some incredible things for the kingdom of God. And so are we. When we ask God for that wisdom, he gives it to us deliberately. Amen. But he said, in all you're getting, make sure you get some understanding. Amen. And we know that uh, the way we're living our lives today is the way we're going to die if we continue to the end. And that's not to scare anybody. That's just the state of reality. Amen. I, the Lord dropped that in my spirit. He said, if you're saved and you live saved all the way to the end, you're going to die saved. If you're not saved and you continue to do all those things that he said, let the unjust continue to be unjust. Let those who steal continue to steal. Let those who lie continue to lie. I'll separate when I come back. So if you live your life all the way to the end doing those things and you die in those things, amen, that's how you're going to die. But just that simple, it's not complicated to understand that, amen. But we just thank the Lord this morning, you know, for his word that enlightens us on everything. And the wisdom of God is what gives us life. It tells us how to live this life. It tells us how to, uh, you know, to watch out for different uh, aspects of life. That's where the doctrine comes in at, that we can have proper priorities. We can stay focused. We can be renewed in those things. That good old doctrine, that roadmap through life, that, that's the wisdom of God. That's the of God, that's the mind of God, that's what does say the Lord, that's what's written, that's what got generations through, amen, that turned to God in those difficult times, it was the wisdom of God, published by those prophets, published by those apostles, laid that foundation, things they eyewitnessed of him, and 
and they wrote it down so that the people coming after them in generations could still have that foundation to build on, which is the greatest foundation that can be laid, which is that teaching of the apostles and prophets, the original eyewitnesses that were inspired by God to write, amen, and he says that there is no greater foundation than that, than the wisdom of God that was taught by them, where Jesus Christ, check out this wisdom, is the chief cornerstone of every building, and except the Lord build the building, everybody who's trying to build their life, trying to build somebody else's life, trying to build a church for God, in the kingdom of God, you know, he said, if you try to do it in your own wisdom and understanding, which is foolishness to God, he said, look, it's in vain. Book of Psalms, chapter 127, verse 1 through 3. So we understand how important the wisdom of God is if we're trying to build anything, any type of life that resembles him and honors him, has to be built on the wisdom of God. Amen. And so we thank God for his wisdom. Amen. Beautiful lessons on yesterday taught by Minister Smith and, and Pastor Sharon. And so we just thank the Lord this morning for this opportunity. You know who you are in Christ, amen, and knowing God, amen, you know, knowing his will, knowing his, his word, amen. And so we thank God for for the wisdom of God and for the word of God. So let's pray this morning and get in here, man, and give you what God gave me to give you. Pray and get you on your way. I know you got to go to work today. And so we thank God for all of you this morning. So let's pray. I have a Father with God in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts for us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, Holy Ghost, we ask you this morning to just continue to teach us, continue to let us learn lessons, amen, from, from our previous teachings, from previous uh, instructions that God has given us from previous historical spiritual generations, the things that they taught, the things that they built on, the things that uh, they lived their lives by. Let us be able to take the meat and throw away the bone and learn the lessons that they learned and not make the mistakes that they made, but let us learn and grow from those things as we search the scripture, as we reflect on it, we look back, amen, and see what God is, is revealing to us through all of the previous teachings, all of the previous uh, ages and times that there were people on this earth that had to serve God and they were able to do it because effectively because of the wisdom of the prophets, the wisdom of the, the leaders that they had, they stuck to the script. Even some of them was mortal because of the wisdom of God, but they were not fearful or afraid because they knew that if they died for him, they were going to live with him. They knew that if they suffered with him, they were going to reign with him because he had made them those precious promises. And so, Father, today we say, so be it unto us, according to all the previous teachings and lessons that have already gone forth, we give you the praise now for blessing the ears of those out there that are going to hear these present greetings and teachings this morning and benefit from it, even to the point of making well-informed decisions concerning their future and the road forward, the path forward. So we give you praise this morning. Bless the ears of the hearers out there. Bless their eyes to behold and see wondrous things from the plan of salvation as they hear this word. And nothing more, Father, let their faith be energized and activated again this morning because you said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let it be proof knowledge that they hear this morning, Lord God, and let it be wise understanding of the knowledge this morning that will come upon them. We give you all the praise and glory now and now. We ask you for the spirit of wisdom to be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong. We ask you for the word of knowledge this morning, Lord God, that we may humble ourselves under the hand of God. And we just thank and praise you this morning for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. 
amen and amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So what kind of ears do we have? I'm going to pick up my discussion right there. And I wanted this morning to go into the book of Genesis. Amen. Uh, uh, matter of fact, I want to go to the... Uh, I want to go to the book of Matthew. Let's go to the book of Matthew. I'll probably end up in Genesis, but I want to go to the book of Matthew just to set a precedent, and it will reference some things in Genesis. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the 24th chapter. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. This, this particular chapter, uh, really speaks to and deals with uh, what we should see and, and go through and know in the end time. A lot of things are taking place right now that give a reference and credence to a lot of the signs of the times that we're living in. And we especially now need to be wise in everything we do. But we got to have those ears that can clear, that can hear crystal clear what the message is. We got to have those eyes that have got to be sharp as an eagle eye that we can see things before before they happen and we like to say we got to get ready we got to stay ready and be ready because jesus could appear suddenly and we want to be prepared amen because of what the book of revelation tells us in chapter 22 to expect when that happens won't be time to get ready then we got to do it now and so i'm thinking about uh as i look at this particular chapter right here and uh verses uh let me see verses uh Book of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 36 through 39. And it says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the day of Noah were, here's that reference back to Genesis now, so this is really nothing new. They started planning all the way back then for the end because they heard Noah and his family. Noah's father, Noah's grandfather, Noah's great-great-grandfather. In that generation, in that day, there were a handful of people who heard the voice of God throughout. And they just kept passing on what they heard from generation to generation. And each generation, they heard the voice of God. And it says, uh, not the angels of heaven, but by my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, the cities now, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. The only reason Noah and his family members and all those animals and, 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 and other, I believe there were other people with them. It just talked about his family, though. But I believe that all of them entered into that ark, and that's a discussion for another day, entered into that ark because they heard what God had said. They remember what his great-grandfather had preached and evangelized and taught, his grandfather and his father. They heard that message. They prepared, they got ready, they stayed ready, and they were ready. And when God spoke to Noah in Noah's day, Noah had a choice. Noah could have ignored all of his history. His legacy, he could have ignored what his great-grandfather had preached and evangelized, you know, what his father, his grandfather, all that message that he had heard, he could have just ignored it and went out, man, and told him, no, we're going to party too. We're going to hang out too. He ain't coming back. 
But Noah took a different path because he had a view to hear what had been said. And he did, started to build that ark, and he did just what God told him to do. He got ready, he kept them ready, stayed ready, and they were ready when that flood came. Now, they never had rain like that on the earth before. Never, never, never. But God had told Noah it was going to happen, and Noah started preparing for it. That means he had a view to hear what God did. And he said, in the last days, the days we're living in right now, we got to have an ear to hear what God is saying because it could happen the same way according to the scripture. Are you hearing me this morning out there listening? You know, this is no time, man, to be shucking and diving and playing games. This is the opportunity, maybe the one we get, the last one we get, to get ourselves ready, to stay ready, and to be ready. You know, because he said that's how it's going to happen, just like in the day of Noah, when that flood came, Okay. And this time around, the second advent, Jesus is coming himself to sit on that throne, and then there will be a white throne judgment. And if our names are not already at that time written in the Lamb's Book of Life, I hope you hear me out there, it won't be time to get them in that end. It'll be over. This is the one opportunity that we get. So I hope you're hearing me. Uh, I'm, I heard what, what, the, what the words say. I heard what, 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 what Noah was saying. I heard, I heard what God is trying to teach us through that. You know, through, through what he's saying. I hear what he's trying to get, the word he's trying to get to people out there that are listening to me this morning and been listening to us. You know, our ministers, our teachers, our preachers, you know, our pastors, you know. So, you know, he, he's trying to get a message to us. Keep on partying, keep on eating, keep on drinking, giving in marriage if you want to, you know. But it is time to enter into the ark of safety, which is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, where the righteous run to and they are safe. That's our ark of protection right now. That's our ark of safety right now. It's spiritual right now. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 10, the name of the Lord. That's our ark of safety right now. The name of the Lord is that strong tower where the righteous run into, and they are safe. They are safe from whatever storm, whatever flood, whatever whatever fire, whatever, whatever rain might come. You know, we're safe from it. You know, we're safe from it. And if you're not hearing the word of God today, preparing to get ready to stay ready, then you're not safe. It's not safe where you are right now. You could die that way. The way you're living right now is the way you're going to die if you're not saved. You know, if you're not saved, you know, and, and if you're saved in this hour, guess what happens? Even though you be dead, yet shall you live. You know, and he goes on to say, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. They knew not until the flood came. Now listen to me. They had heard it. Several generations start all the way back to his grandfather, his, his, his great-grandfather, his father, and now Noah. So they had heard it. Now Noah really was the first evangelist that is noted in the Bible. So he went out and evangelized. The rest of them, his, 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 his lineage, they just prophesied. They just prophesied. But he actually went out and evangelized, you know. And so they heard him evangelizing and warning them, and they had a visual, too. They saw him building this ark. Wasn't on water nowhere. They was thinking he was crazy. Lord, I lost his mind. So they were hearing what he was saying. They weren't paying attention to Pastor Sheridan to the vision. They had eyes to see, but they weren't seeing what was taking place. Here this man building this great big old boat. Here this man gathering all these animals. And they just going right on ignoring like this man lost his mind. So they had eyes to see it right before their eyes. 
and they heard him evangelizing, telling them what God had said. Repent. And they just kept right on. So they had ears to hear it, and then they didn't. They had eyes to see it, and they couldn't behold You know, and the Lord is saying it's going to be the same way when Jesus comes back. And we see that shaping up right now. People are so busy doing their own thing, can't wait to get back to the club, can't wait to get back to the beach, to bust open them 12-ounce cans of beer, dancing out their head naked, doing all that stuff, man. And the Lord said, look, it's going to be the same way today as it was then. But you got to hear what he's saying right now, uh, you know, uh, and pay attention. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 7, the King James Bible. Listen at what this argument continues to say to us right here. It says, by faith, okay, now how do faith, how do we get faith? Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Noah and his family heard what God had said. They heard the living word speaking to them. And he obeyed that word. He heard it, he got that wisdom from God, and he began to prepare his family. Now, guess what? When he got the word, he could have did a couple things with it. He could have just kept it to himself and said, everybody for themselves. But no, he went and taught it to his family. I hope y'all hear me. Shared it with his family so that they could participate in him preparing this ark. So it was not just him. It was his family, too. And I believe there was others that chimed in. But they heard what the man of God had heard. He didn't go tell them something different. He didn't go tell them, I heard this, but I don't believe it. No, he went and told them, this what God said we need to do, and we need to do it. And it was up to them at that time to chip in and participate and to do it. It's up to us right now to take what we hear, share it with our families, treat it like it's real urgent, because nobody knows but God when he's going to send Jesus back to judge this world. And so it says, being warned, listen at this now, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. I would say our eyes have not seen, our ears have not heard. Nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God was holding from those who love him, for those who love him. That's not the case today because you're hearing it now. You need to get ready, be ready, and stay ready because you're hearing this word. And I hope it's generating faith in you right now to do something that you need to do to prepare yourself, prepare your household. Even if it's just standing right now, oh, God, and declaring, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's a lot you can do if you're a believer. Book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse, verse 15, so that's what Joshua did when he heard Moses' message, when he heard what Moses said about God, now he's in charge. He wasn't going to serve no different God, even though there was a lot of gods in the land at the time. It just left Egypt with all them stone gods. But he said, oh, I'm going to serve the God in my family that Moses served, that Moses talked about, that I saw with my eyes the devastation that he caused to, to favor in his kingdom. And that was a wise decision by Joshua. It's a wise decision right now to hear what you're hearing, the account of Noah, and what the people were doing as Noah was evangelizing and preaching and telling them to get ready, stay ready, and be ready because it's going to happen. And him and his family did it. Uh, it, it generations before no, before Joshua did exactly what Joshua did in, the, in, in later generations. And it's going to be the same today, just like it was then. And he goes on to say, not seen as yet, moved with fear. And that fear he's talking about there is not scared, but reverence. Okay? He reverenced God, humbled himself under the hand of God, prepared an ark, a place of safety, to the saving of his house. 
to the saving of his house. He actually heard what God said. He had an ear to hear what the Spirit was saying to him, and he made preparation. By the by, by thee which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Look at what he said. Condemned. God condemned him at that time. But he gave him a chance and warned him ahead of time. And so if you if, if, if you disbelieve what God is saying right now, deny that there's a God that he's not real, you already condemned. Nobody else got to condemn you. Nobody got to send you to hell. You already condemned the Bible, say. If you reject this knowledge the way they did, look at what happened. He said, by thee which he condemned the world, by that testimony, by that warning, can't say, God, I didn't know. He's telling us right now. He's speaking right now. In some times before, as we learned the other day in Hebrews 1, he spoke by the prophets. He spoke by Noah, by Noah's great-grandfather, his grandfather, his father. He spoke to them by the prophets. Now the evangelist is going out, and he's doing two things. He's preaching the gospel and telling them about what does say the Lord, and he's building an ark, giving them a visual. And so we see in the signs and the wonders and the demonstration of the spirit and power of God. It was on him and his generation, his family. They weren't trying to hide it. That art was too big. They was building it right out in plain view. And I believe that there was nosy people. I believe there was spiritual paparazzi that came around. And they had cameras. They took pictures and got a story to the New York Times. But, but they, they saw it. They witnessed it. They got first-hand accounts of it. Without in the open. And all they had was what God had told this man of God he was going to do. Sometimes that's all you're going to get. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Listen to what he says. By faith, Noah. Noah had to walk by faith, live by faith, and he held on to what does say the Lord. You got to hold on to what does say the Lord until the manifestation of the promise takes place. By faith, you got to please him. Noah did that. He did that. Faith coming by hearing. It was an uncertain future. But he had a promise from God. Sometimes our future with all this coronavirus, all this fallout up there in the education system, the governmental system, the religious system, you know, right now it's just crazy. The financial system is crazy right now. So much uncertainty about the future. If you look at that, but look at it as a sign of better things to come because we are people of God. Our trust and confidence is in God, and we keep on walking by faith and living by faith and feeding our faith the word of God, so we can continue to please God and keep building this case, keep working out our salvation with fear and tremor, you know, keep building on this foundation, keep preparing ourselves and preparing others that are listening to it, you know, because that future is so uncertain. When you look at and analyze what Noah was doing in that day and in that generation, it's very instructive to us. It teaches us some things, you know, there are lessons to be learned here wise lessons here, you know. You know, just like today, if people would stop long enough to pay attention, you know. You could see right now with your own Pastor Sharon, the only hope the world has is Jesus. They done tried everything else. You done had 45 seasons of government. And we still where we at right now. You just, they just, today they're, 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 they're memorializing a freedom fighter. 80 years old, he's gone now. His legacy will live on. But guess what? This struggle is still going on. Thank God for his contribution. 
God for the contributions of others. And they talked about him and his legacy. They talked about the work he did. They talked about his practice score as he went across that Pettus Bridge. That Confederate general that, that bridge the name after. They got legislation to change that, that, that bridge to his name. But until you change the heart of people, they don't talk about John Lewis who was a man of God and he had went to a, 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 a biblical seminary to learn to be a preacher. And part of his legacy was he did preach. He talked about Jesus. Because he knew that Jesus was the hope to all of that civil rights movement. He knew that Jesus was the one that healed him after his score was practiced and put him back out there, man, to work the work. And he did everything he could. But were the people really listening to his message or were they just hearing a slanted black message? The black only. There are whites in the, in the Congress and in the Senate that respect him, that talk about him and his relationship with Jesus. Where's that message? You know, that, 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 that was what Noah was doing. And they paid attention to everything but what Noah was saying. They paid attention to, for 80 years of everything that John Lewis was saying, but the fact that he was a man of God, that he talked about his relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's the answer right there to solve the problem. That's the answer to the hatred, to the bigotry, to the murder, you know, you know. You know, he believes, you know, Noah believes in his day that Jesus is coming back and we need to believe he's coming back, you know, let alone, you know, how, what time of day it is. It could be soon and very soon. The, the people in Noah's day did not know when the flood was, come, was going to happen just like today. People living just like they don't know what the scriptures say about Jesus coming back. You know, they were informed, though, that it was indeed going to be a flood, you know. The fact that their eyes saw him working on that and building that big old ark about the sheriff should have been proof enough. You know, should have been proof enough. That's a fact right there. Just to see that big old ark, man, what is he doing? Instead of doubting it, ignoring it, they should have went out there, man, and been more inquisitive. Just like today, people need to be more inquisitive about what's going on in the church versus trying to buy their way, throwing thousands of dollars at people's feet. You need to be keeping that money and put that money away so you can pay your bills. You know, he even used his voice to warn and inform, okay, from the word that God had gave Noah himself. Noah took heed to that word. By faith, we learn that being divinely warned of things not yet seen, he moved with godly fear and prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith that we preach. You know, people today, man, just don't have time for it. They want that microwave success, you know. You know, just like people that know it, they so busy enjoying the pleasures of life, you know, going on today, that they don't have time to listen, don't have the ears to hear, let alone believe anybody's gospel message. But there ain't no gospel message being preached for the most part. There's a message out there late with tradition of men preaching and teaching of sound doctrine, man, that's just, seems to be a lost practice. Not so. That's what we're doing. That's what we invested in. Nor do they seem to care that the judgment is coming to earth again. Sooner than later, y'all, they don't know the way you live and the way you die is the same thing. Going to happen. Additionally, we see the same thing with Lot and his family in Sodom and Gomorrah. In the book of Genesis, we see this account of his family 
God revealed to Abraham that Sodom and Gomorrah are going to be destroyed for their grave sin. That's over in the book of Genesis, chapter 18, verse 20, King James Bible, you know. And traditionally, we learn that Sodom and Gomorrah have been associated with homosexual acts. We got that problem going on today, so it's nothing new under the sun. God been warning about that abominable behavior. So don't act like it's a surprise to nobody, okay? That, that mob of men that went to his house that day, man, you know, couldn't deal with what the, what the angel told Lot. Lot had two choices there. He could have heard what the mob said and went with them and gave those, angels, those men over, or he could have did what the angel told him to do. It comes down to that choice. He had a choice. The Bible said he sat at the gate because he was the mayor of that city. He didn't want to be the mayor because he understood all that was going on, but it was forced on him because they recognized there were certain qualities about Lot. You know, that was Abraham's nephew. He could hear from God. Abraham had prayed about him, even though he sent him there. He had prayed that God would protect him. He was a part of Abraham's household, and Abraham had heard from God concerning Lot. Lot didn't really know what was going on, but it was time that Lot heard from God himself. There comes a time when you're dealing with stuff out here in this world that you got to hear from God for yourself. And he heard that angel speak. And he stood up and had some backbone and went with what he heard God say to him. And he told him, no, take my daughter. Finally, he heard the voice of God. Finally, somebody today need to hear the voice of God and take a stand against all this stuff. Don't just support it because you say, ah, well, you know, they got equal rights now. Yeah, they do. But God still don't condone no simple lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's true, too. You know, the government gives you those rights. But God has denied you the right to live outside the natural use of your body. So you got to make a choice. Which one are you going to cater more to? You know, it comes down to that. Everybody's got that choice. You know, and we respect your right to choose. I don't agree with it. But God don't agree with it. And it's just like Lot. Which way you going to go, Lot? What direction you going to go in, Lot? That mob of men came to him, man, and, you know, and the cost them angels, man, they told him, look, we demand of you, Lot. Where are the men who came to you tonight? We want them. This is men calling for men. And we know what they were going to do. We know their intentions. That's why the Bible said the word of God in Hebrews 4, chapter verse 12, it is so powerful. It's quick and sharp in any two-edged sword. It penetrates into the body of soul and spirit, bone and marrow. Listen at this. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart of man. Look at how the word of God that he had spoken to Lot at that time through the angels penetrated and discerned what was in that mob of men's hearts. This is why we pray for wisdom that we can be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong and make those uninformed decisions. Here this man, Lot, is, he is scared. You know, but he is a part of the promise that God made Abraham. Y'all got to understand now because you say we are heirs to the promise of Abraham in this day just like he was in that day. And we are well able to make well-informed decisions because of the wisdom of God. We're going to be confronted with these situations and circumstances. Some of us are already confronted with them. And we got to be able to give an answer. Don't be talking about, well, I don't know. Well, that's above my pay grade. No, you got the word of God. That is your pay grade. But thus say the Lord. The Holy Ghost will remind you. The Holy Ghost will bring it back to you. The Holy Ghost will give you what to say. And we 
we have to say it. That's what blasphemy of the Holy Ghost is. Not saying what he gives you to say. You don't have to be arrogant. You just have to be informed. You just have to know the truth and be made free by it. And say it in love without compromise. Speaking truth to power without compromise. These are evil powers and evil spirits and wickedness. He's confronted him, man, by these two men. And uh, in the book of Genesis, chapter 18, verse 10, the King James Bible, listen to this. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous. Now, that's what God said. That's the voice of God. <clears throat> I can't go above God and change what God said, Pastor Sharon. But I got to hear what he said. I got to have an ear. I can't ignore it. I can't be deaf. Turn deaf into it. And he's saying, there are those out there with ears, but they're not hearing this. They don't want to hear this. They didn't want to hear it in Noah's day. They didn't want to hear it in Lot's day. They didn't want to hear it in Abraham's day. But God said, I'm going to keep on saying it because my message don't change. I'm the same yesterday, then. I'm the same right now, and I'm the same forever. Book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. He ain't changing just because people don't want to say what he tells them to say. Don't want to do what he tells them to do. Don't want to have what he tells them to have. They want another way. Called another way of righteousness. There's no righteousness at all. It's hypocrisy. But all this is to avoid destruction. This is to avoid destruction. You know, as they made their escape. Now, finally, Lot gets it. And he heard the angels, grabbed his family, left everything, abandoned his responsibility, his little position as mayor, gave up his position at the gate. He didn't want to deal with that mob. But he heard God again say, get your family and get out of here. He heard the voice of them angels. He heard what God had told them men, you know. And thank God he obeyed the voice of God and didn't obey, obey the voice of his position that he held. Didn't give in to the mob. Didn't give his daughters up. But he got them. Sometimes you got to run for your life. Sometimes you got to physically separate yourself from those things, those evil things. You got to do it. Sometimes even if his family, his friend, no doubt he had friends there. He might have had family there, business associates there. May even have a little bank account there. Man, he got out of Dodge. He got his family, his wife, his two daughters, and man, they headed up out of there. They moved out on them planes. And the instruction was, don't look back. <clears throat> because we know the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 62. You know, King James Bible said, any man looking back and putting his hand to the plow becomes unfit for the kingdom of God. You know. Ain't nothing to go back to, nothing to look back to. Forget those things that are behind you, Paul said. And reach and press and strive toward the things that are before you. Press toward that mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. It's worth it. So Lot got his family, got his grip, man, and, and they struck out. Don't you know that there's no more temptation that God will put on you than he knows you're able to bear? And with that temptation, like anybody else that's common to anybody else, everybody gets the same choice. He'll make a way to escape out of it, but you got to be willing to escape when God opened that way. When God opened that door, you got to walk in. Sometimes by faith is all you got going in. And then he'll close it. Nobody else can open it because he don't have any intention for you to go back to it. Leave it closed. That's the best thing God could have did for you. Separate you from your past and point you towards your future. And give you instructions to press on toward it. See what that end is going to be. And here a lot, man. They strike out good. Sometimes people strike out real good, Pastor Sharon. They're so full of vigor and zeal. They heard God saying they're moving in faith. And the trick of the enemy sometimes is to cause you to just look back momentarily. And sometimes you look back 
and you stare at it too long, and it, that old life starts to speak to you, start reminding you of your classmates, start reminding you of the last time reunion, start reminding you of whatever, trying to entice you, trying to seduce you. But when God tells you don't look back, God is warning you of something. You've got to have an ear to hear when God says, don't look back, but get what's back there. It's not going to do you any good. Nothing to go back to. And his wife, out of all that God had told her husband to do, decided she's going to look back and try to get a peep of what was back there. You don't have to. When God says he's going to do something, just believe he's going to do it. You don't have to see. Just believe he's going to do it. And when he wants you to see it, he'll let you see it. He'll reveal it to you. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, just trust him that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. He said, Sodom and Gomorrah is going down. I'm going to destroy them because of that sin. And that's exactly what God does. Sometimes you just got to take God at his word and let him be the one that manifests and show it to you. When the time is right, he'll let you see it. Sometimes, God said, he wants you to get a little bit more mature because you might not believe it when you see it. Sometimes he lets you fester and, 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 and stew in it until he's ready to reveal it to you. Then you can say, man, look at what the Lord has done. Like promising you he's going to heal you, you go to the doctor and they tell you, well, there's a tumor there. And you're trying to, well, wait a minute, I thought God said he was going to heal me. I had everybody pray for me. And then just when you get ready to go into surgery, they come back and say, I don't see the tumor no more. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God will use the doctor to remove the tumor. But God is a God's method of getting rid of it as long as I know God to get rid of it. You know. So we just got to trust in my faith. And so they're leaving, so that them going on, Escaping the way God told him to escape, she had to look back. She had to look back. She had to. God told him, do not look behind me. Don't look behind. Okay? As Sodom and Gomorrah were being destroyed with brimstone and fire from the Lord, and Lot day was a flood. Now in Noah's day, I mean in Lot's day, man, in Noah's day was a flood. Now in Lot's day is fire and brimstone. Lot's wife looked back at the city. And she became a pillar of salt. Was it worth it? Book of Genesis chapter 19, verse 26, the King James Bible. Listen to how dull her ears were. Look at how dull her ears were to hear what God had said. You know, the key to uh, hearing what God is saying is what you do. Remember, when we first partakers of it, we have to be first doers of it. And we can't be a forgetful hearer, but a doer. But his wife, Book of Genesis, chapter 19, verse 26, King James Bible. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Okay? Book of Luke, chapter uh, 17, verse 32, the King James Bible. For us New Testament Christians now, there is a reminder here. Look at what Luke writes here. Remember Lot's wife. I hope the ears are hearing that. Remember Lot's wife. Remember Luke 9, 62, too, the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 62, King James Bible. There's a price to pay when you look back, put your hands to the cloud, and go being concerned about Egypt. Egypt is gone as far as we're concerned. We have nothing left in Egypt. God has bought us out. Nothing in this world, even though we're in this world, but we're not of this world. You know, Lot's wife is referred to, okay, as uh, as uh, someone who was warned by God, just like he warned us today, his followers. In difficult times, in our future, we're going to have some difficult times. But if the Son of Man, the Son of God, is warning us then, he warned us now, and he'll warn us tomorrow. His warnings are already in place. His prophetic word is already gone forth. Some of it has already been fulfilled. 
some of it's being fulfilled right now. We just read some in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 36 through 39, the King James Bible. That word is still holding true today, okay? We have to remember lots why what happened. We have to remember what happened in the day of Noah, how God warned, and we can't waver in these difficult times that we're going through, okay? That we're going through, you know? We can't waver. We can't waver. The way we live our life is the way we're going to die. The way we hear will determine how we live. Amen. Praise be to God. Saints of God, I just want to take this moment out just to thank everyone. Amen. For tuning in each and every morning as we continue to send this word of God out to the people. As you enjoy your listening. Amen. To all the different types of platform that we have available for the Creating a Prayer Culture for God podcast. Amen. We thank God for Anchor. FM. We thank God for Apple Podcasts. We thank God for Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Himalayas, and Casper. These are different platforms that is out there that is able to sponsor and for you to be able to listen to the podcast each and every day. So praise be to God as we continue on to learn to grow in the things of God and know that everything is in God's timing. Now let's get back to the message. Have a blessed day. To know, let me give you another passage. That's in the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verse 2, and verse 5 through 7 of the King James Bible. It says, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, a wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel to understand a proverb, okay, and the interpretation, the words of the wise, and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of to the beginning of knowledge, meaning wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In other words, if God said it, the wisest thing you can do is to believe it. Don't let the darkness around you, don't let all the problems and situations sway you to believe something else. Even though you're seeing it with your physical eyes. You got to Stand on the promises of God, just like Adam and Eve in that garden. You know, just like Adam and Eve in that garden. Look at what happened to Adam and Eve. You know, they Adam heard God, and he was doing just what God told him to do. You know, and then all of a sudden, the Lord said, "Adam, you cannot eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil." He heard that. He heard that. And a lot of times, what you do with what you hear determines how you really heard it. He was first partakers of that knowledge. Wasn't nobody there. They were the first two human beings on the earth. And what you have to understand is this. Because of what he did with what he heard, unlike Noah, who shared it with his family, okay, unlike Lot, who shared it with his family, unlike Abraham, who shared it with his family, he kept it to himself. He did not tell the one woman that God had gave him what God had said. And he didn't do nothing about it when she came to him and told him, let's eat of this fruit. 
okay. Where did she get that from? She heard the voice of the serpent beguiling her. Adam heard the voice of God instructing him. So you got to make a decision here. Am I going to hear the voice of the one that can beguile me and go against what God has said? And there's a lot of it out there. There's a lot of tradition of men out there speaking right now from platforms and in churches that are making the glorious gospel of no effect. And they so crap and so kind of because they have one agenda. That's to get your money. You ain't figured that out yet? It's you to doubt God. If they're not telling you the truth, then it's another agenda. It's something else going on there. Maybe they want you to worship them instead of worshiping God. Maybe they want you to put them on the pedestal instead of putting God on the on the, on the altars of your heart and keeping them there. I don't know, but it's beguiling. It's deceptive. It makes the glorious gospel of no effect. God told Adam what to do. But what kind of ears did Adam have? Did he have temporary ear loss or hearing loss? Because it seemed like as soon as God told him, he forgot. Instead of forgetting what was behind us, sometimes we got to forget, not forget what God has said, not to be a forgetful ear, but a doer of the work. He forgot. And so he couldn't do the work that God told him to do. He was attending the garden. Everything they needed, all the provision was right there. And all he had to do was just hear what God said and do what God said. And then tell his family, we're going to do the same thing. As for me and my house, Eve, we're going to serve the Lord. Everybody like to blame Eve, but now Adam heard God. He's the first one to hear God. Come on, preachers, we're supposed to be the first one to hear God. Are we hearing God? Are we hearing our own understanding and our own thing? Are we hearing what, you know, what tradition has always been said? Are we really hearing God? Are we really advising and instructing and informing the people from what we've heard God say? Is it documented in the word what we're telling people? Are we preaching and teaching sound doctrine? Are we just giving them what, what tradition that we believe is, is, is right? Are we putting an atom on them? Are we putting households in jeopardy? Is that part of the problem we have out here in this country right now? People don't know what to do. They're in churches or they were in churches. And now when they need the gospel to stand on, there ain't no foundation there. Is that why they're so upset with the government? Because they failed to be taught early on to put their confidence in God and not in man? Goes on to say that a wise man will hear. You know, a wise man will hear. We are going... We're either going to live by faith or we're going to live by sight. You hear me say that without faith it's impossible to please God. The book of Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Bible says this. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, do you want to go to heaven? You heard me say that. You know, then let me tell you how, you know, the book of Hebrews we talked about the other day. You know, uh, all right there, very instructive right there. Uh, we went through that. Amen. Let me go down here and give you some more scriptures and then we're going to kind of pray and wrap this up. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to take a look at the book of uh, scriptures here as we wrap this up. Okay. In the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 11 through 21, the King James Bible, as we move to close, it says, for the scripture says, this is what I love now. We're in transition right here. 
for the scripture says. I want you to, what are you hearing? Are you hearing the scripture? Okay. This is where your faith walk starts. These are the first initial steps right here to living by faith and not by sight. It begins right here with what we are hearing. And so we're hearing what the scriptures say, and I pray that you are so far. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. But there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. So this is a universal message for anybody who will give ear to hear. Have an ear to hear. For the same Lord over all this rich, all the way back, as far as you want to go back, the same Lord is over all of them back there. Okay, Lot, Abraham, Noah, all of them back there that was rising, living, doing all of that. God is still over them. All this rich unto all that call upon him. They could have been blessed. All they had to do was call upon him. But they didn't hear the message. They didn't heed the message. But whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It was then, it's now, it's going to be all the way to the end. That word saved means delivered physically and spiritually, more spiritually than physically. And he goes on to say, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Come on, preachers. And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? Come on, preachers. What kind of ears you have? In order for them to hear, you got to hear. And share with them what you heard. Don't be like Adam. you know. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Come on, preachers. Come on, clergy. And how shall they preach except they be sent? And it is written. There it is again. It is written. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Different kind of gospel and tradition. And bring glad tidings of good things. The gospel is the good news of how to be saved, how to go to heaven. We're trying to tell you how, not how to go to hell. Because if you don't have this gospel, your ticket to heaven, you know, it's up to God where you spend eternity. Not us, it's on you. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. But Isaiah said, that prophet, Lord, who has believed our report? Not everybody. Didn't in Noah's day, didn't in Lot's day, didn't in Abraham's day, ain't in our day. But we're still giving you the chance, giving you the opportunity. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily. Their sound went into all the earth. Some prophets, they put it out there. Them evangelists, they put it out there. Their words unto the ends of the world. Ours is going out there now in this day. <clears throat> but I say, did not Israel know? Yes, they had the prophets right there to tell them. But they rejected him. And we got a chance to be invited to the wedding. And we're trying to invite others right now. Get prepared. Stay ready. Be ready. But Moses saith, there's that voice, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people. Look at what God did for his people bringing them out. He provoked them, he gifted the jealousy, they followed them out. They finally saw the manifestation with their eyes of the power of God, which Moses had been telling them. Ten times he went to them and told them. <coughs> finally, Pharaoh had to be made a believer. Finally, the people of, of, of that kingdom saw the power of God. They couldn't deny that power. God is the same today. He want to do the same thing if we're preaching. Just like Moses, if we're preaching. So would he with Moses, so would he be with us. And by a foolish nation, I will anger you. Come on, Isaiah. By Isaiah, is very bold. 
got to be bold in proclaiming this good news. I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. All those Egyptians who came out with them, with, the, with those Jews, man, those Hebrews, they were made believers by what they saw the power of God do. They gave them gold to start over. They followed them out. They helped them carry them, their, 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 their provisions out with them. They wanted a piece of that thing, man. Sometimes seeing is believing. When you see the power of God moving, you can't deny the power of God. You're forever learning, but they deny the power of God. There are those today that are forever learning, coming in all this knowledge, but they deny the power of God. And the kingdom of God is not just in word only, but it's in power. And after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will receive power to be a witness unto Jesus. <clears throat> all through fear, all through marriage, the uttermost parts of the world. Come on, clergy. Where's your power? You got word, but where's your power? He goes on to say, but to Israel, he's saying, all day long I have stretched forth my hand unto a disobedient and gangsaying people. That's in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 11 through 21, verses 21, the King James Bible. The Lord is still today stretching his hand. The Lord is still today beckoning people to come to him. He's still today telling you to forsake all the and come and serve me. And people are still gangsaying, trying to, trying to talk around it, beat around the voice, busy, trying to stay occupied. I ain't got time for church. I'm working. I work seven days a week, eight days a week. I work 24 hours. Crazy stuff. All that stuff. Doubt and God when you bring up the conversation. Gangsaying, disobedient, you know, disobedient. We're going to go ahead and end right there. It's very clear right there. Very clear. Very clear. Book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 11 through 13, King James Bible says this. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in the presence, in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both the willing to do his good pleasure. chapter 2, verse 11 through 13 of King James, Father. You got to work it out. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come right now, Lord God, Father, just thanking you and praising you right now. Many, many wonderful lessons and demonstrations, God, as we look back over biblical history, we see, God, how you were constantly speaking, but we see what people are not always listening. Now we saw you follow up what you were saying to the men and women of God that evangelized you in that day, that warned you in that day, that prophesied you in that day, what they had heard from you by the Spirit, Lord God. And even some of them, Lord God, began to do work by faith. They began to build that you told them to build. God, they began to not only uh, be partakers of what you had said, God, in teaching their families and instructing their families, but God, they began to show God. They began to do the work, God, that you had told them to do. They did it by faith, oh Lord God, because we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. They heard your voice. They heard the unadulterated, infallible, authentic word of God that came to them by inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And Father, they acted on it, God. They had corresponding action to what they had heard, God. They discovered who they really were in Christ Jesus, but they also discovered who you were that was speaking and revealing and inspiring them, God. And they feared you. They reverenced you, God. They revealed you. And God, they went about, God, doing the work of an evangelist, oh, Lord God. They had historical precedent, Lord God, of how they had seen the end of God. They had seen the power of God. They had seen how, God, you can just wipe out, God, a whole nation of God and a tongue and a tribe. God, they saw the power. They feared the power. They bowed down. They worshiped you, God. And as you was with them, oh, Lord God, my 
like God, you're with us even today. So we're praying in the name of Jesus that as we look back on these the historical lessons, that God, we will learn lessons. We will take precedent and we will begin, Lord God, my God, to stand on those foundations that they stood on, to stand and hope on those promises that you made them. Some that have already been fulfilled, God, and some that are yet being fulfilled. And some today, uh, right now before our eyes, as we read in the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, you said these are the signs of the things you're going to see in these last days. And so, Father, we're beginning to see what you said, oh God. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you that we take heed to these things, that even now, God, that the lost will be saved. Even now, God, the backsliders will come back to you. Even now, the prodigal sons and daughters will run back to you. Even now, the mature and the immature, God, that they will begin to, 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 to seek after you, God, to aim and strive to please you in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, God. We're praying in the name of Jesus. And right now, you give ears to hear what thus say the Spirit of the Lord. There's a lot of voices out there in the land speaking right now, Lord God. It has always been that way. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus, as Lot heard the voice of the angel, and he also heard the, the voice of the mob that came, Lord God, to take those angels that had come in large in his home. But God, I'm so glad that he listened to the voice of God. He gathered his family, and he set out, God, and escaped the city. But God, on the way, God, my God, on the way, God, to that place you have prepared, his wife looked back and was turned into a pillar of salt. But you told us in the word, any man looking back and putting his hand to the cloud because unfit for the kingdom of God. So, Father, we're praying right now in the name of Jesus that people all over this world that don't know Jesus will repent right now, God, and take their confidence and trust out of man and out of the systems of this world and turn to you right now and run for their life, God, and go through that door that you're opening through the preaching and teaching of the gospel right now, Lord God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the power of the gospel that's falling on the ears of the hearers right now, God. And it's the power of God and the salvation for those that are hearing it right now. But God, in the name of Jesus, bless the mouths of those who are proclaiming it right now. In the name of Jesus, sanctify your poor business. Sanctify, God, the ministers, oh God. Sanctify them with thy word, because thy word is truth, oh Lord God. And then use them, God, with a revelatory message, oh God, of the good news of the gospel, Lord God. Not the tradition of men that makes the glorious gospel of no effect. Break this cycle. Break this chain, Lord God, that we stop preaching to the engineers of the world, God, and preach the divine gospel of Jesus Christ as it's revealed as we study your word, God, as oracles of God, as instruments that you can work through readily making ourselves available to you for the preaching and teaching of sound doctrine without compromise, speaking it in love. And then we see the manifestation. Those being saved, backsliders coming back, prodigals running back, world being changed, leaders bowing down, humbling themselves under the hand of God because they have heard the voice of God in the earth. God, if they heard the prophet speak then, let them hear the voice of God of the minister today, God. Let us have one gospel, one good news message. God, because it is the power of God. And so, Father, remove the division right now. Bring us all in one accord as we come into the unity of the faith. Become one statue, Lord God, one voice, one, one body, many members, God, preaching the same gospel. God, thank you for removing the hypocrisy, God. Thank you for moving, removing the division and bringing us together, Lord God. If we're going to preach the gospel, let us preach that we're not, God. Let us sit down and be quiet. And so we give you praise. We give you glory right now in Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you for this message. In Jesus' name. Use it for your glory, Father. We give you all the praise and glory and honor. We call the lost from the north, south, east, and west into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. We call the backsiders back into relationship with you. We call the product of the sons out of the thick pins of this life right now in Jesus' name, God. We thank you right now for the mature and the immature. Dwelling together as we learn, as we grow, as we go in your word, as we go in your instructions, God. 
spoke, God, during all those previous generations. Speak now in this generation. Let there be sons and daughters that be raised up that will stand on the word. Each and preach down, doctor. As we go forth, Lord God, for these future generations, our sons and our daughters that are being lost, that are being taken at the hand of murderers, oh God. And so, Father, we call them back out of that darkness now, back into the family of God, back into the, the bold God, lost sheep, God. And we give you the praise. We give you the word. We give it out. We pray. We pray for all your clergy out there. We pray for all your pastors and all of those out there Lord, right now that's preaching a different gospel. We pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you're putting into it. Turn them around, God. Let them know. Put the fear of God in them. Shake them up right now. Let them know, God, you're not pleased. You have all against them. So, Father, we give you the praise. There's only one gospel by which men can be saved. And that's Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. We give you praise, Lord, and honor for it right now. Now, God, seal this word in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen and amen. All right, then. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm finished this morning. Amen. Hope you got something out of that. Amen.